Today on Lockdown Red Wings, the best and worst uniforms in the NHL as voted on by the hosts came out, and the Red Wings deserve to be much higher. And Corey Promen of The Athletic released another article with the overall team prospect rankings, and Detroit absolutely kills it, and then finishing it out with a How Do You Feel About It Friday. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Uh, I am a podcast producer for the Daily J. And uh, the WWJ News Radio 950 podcast. And Scotty is the host of Lockdown Tigers as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, today's episode, a nice Friday. How do you do? First, Scotty, first of all, before we get into anything, buddy, it is September. And do you know what that means? That I'm almost done having to watch the Tigers every single day. That is true, as they just got shelled, what, 7 and nothing by the Mariners? Yeah, I literally just finished recording uh, the, the, today's show, like, right after I hopped on here to you, do this. You deserve one, a medal so. for that. but Not in a great mood, but <laughs> we're here. Well, I am here to cheer you up because hockey is officially back in the month of September. Yeah, Not man. officially, officially back. But well, training camp is in back. September, back, preseason's yeah. back. So hockey's right around the corner. Can't so, wait. and halfway through September, guys, we're going to go back to five episodes a, uh, a week as well. I believe yeah. September little, 19th is the start. Yeah, day. I think a little over half. Yeah. So we'll be back third, to five episodes a week September. very shortly. Excited to get the new season underway. Uh, big season for the Red Wings. Going to be a big season for us. It's just going to be fantastic. But, I cannot wait. This is like, I'm pumped. not kidding. This is easily the most excited i've been for for a red wing season since like the rebuild started obviously but th- i mean this is like maybe the most excited i've been for a hockey season i don't know man it's been a while like yeah. seriously I'm, I'm so pumped i'm so excited and like you know our expectations we talked about with the sens guys in the last show our expectations are like missing the playoffs still but it's like i'm so <laughs> pumped like like i'm so excited just because this is I think we're going to see and and play some some darn good hockey this year. Yeah, it's going to be an improvement to be sure. And part of that improvement is because the Red Wings, as per Corey Promen of The Athletic, we talked about him on Wednesday, but he has another article out. This one actually came first, and it's ranking the best overall prospect pools by each NHL team. And Scotty, the Red Wings rank pretty high. Yeah, this is uh, first off. Shout out Corey Pronman, man! Great. What a what an absolute workhorse and uh, doing doing great work over there too. Definitely, he is worth the uh, the subscription to the Athletic alone and great follow on Twitter. Just all around fantastic. Um, so when looking at these prospect pool rankings, um, I believe he did it based on your technical prospect pool is anyone that was selected or signed between 2018 and 2022. So So if you were were drafted in the 2018 to 2022 NHL drafts, that you are considered a prospect in the eyes of Corey Pronman's list. 
So that would include Zadina and Joe Valeno still. Correct. So the Detroit Red Wings come in as the second best prospect pool in the entire NHL, second of 32. Uh, have you do you have you seen the list? I know who is number one. Um, I, okay. I have seen the list, but you know I am drawing a blank on it now. But I know you got it handy. Yeah, yeah. So so we're number two. Buffalo is one. Um, and then some other just like notable ones. Again, I don't want to read the whole thing because I, I want to encourage people to, um, to, to, you know, support journalists exactly. and, and read the article. But, um, number four is Anaheim. And that's just one because of the discourse last year, I, I have a weird feeling that, and we're kind of in similar ish places in our rebuilds. I feel like, Anaheim and Detroit will kind of for forever's probably dramatic, but at least for this era of, of hockey that both of these teams are going into, will probably be linked together and, and kind of rise together, hopefully uh, for our sake. So Anaheim at four. Uh, and then as we talked about um, on our last episode, Ottawa is five. And that's just another really interesting one. I thought another intriguing one, rather I thought, uh, given, you know, the, the fact that everybody likes to compare us in Ottawa too. So Anaheim four, Ottawa five. Um, yeah, I think those are the big ones that I, I really wanted to point out. The other big thing is just like all the good teams are at the bottom and like that's on purpose. Like that's how it works, right? As you promote yeah. players and as they they officially lose prospect status, they like that's that's when your your team is is good and that's when you – stop kind of filtering through the prospect pools. Like the bottom of this list is all really, really good hockey teams. And, and so that's just the other thing that I want to point out is as we get better in years to come, you know, I, I have this conversation in, uh, on the baseball show too. As we get better, uh, if, if we start to slip, you know, that's, a, that's almost a good thing because that means that those players are, are being productive at the NHL level now. Well, and so the other thing that's interesting, too, is if you look at that top five there, um, you know, you got Buffalo at number word. one. You got I'm sorry. You said interesting. Pick a different word. Sorry. The the unique thing about it, because it go. is unique, that of the top five, the Red Wings are really the only team. I got you could make the argument for the Devils at three are the only team that's mm-hmm. re- really going to not going to, but being preparing for a step forward, mm-hmm. but also having a super deep pool as well so right. look at buffalo they're they're at the bottoming out phase of their rebuild they're gonna they're continue to acquire picks same thing with anaheim Am- anaheim's not going to look to compete next year it yeah, could well, surprise they, you they're well the th- like they had a really weird year last year right like they, they got off to that incredible first half second they were the literally, they, yeah they were literally in the playoffs if the season ended at the all-star break they would have made the postseason like they and like comfortably yeah. and then just everything caught up with them and and just kind of had a train wreck of a second half. And honestly, was so bad just between like start of February and, and trade deadline that they ended up selling at the deadline, right? Like a, like a catastrophic second half. But like, you know, and they they were really good for half of us, uh, half the first half of the season, man. And and they, they have obviously a lot of pieces and, and everything. So, yeah. So you're looking at that top five and the Red Wings uniquely are the only team really you could make an argument for taking a huge step forward. You can make an argument as well as the Devils. I, people are sleeping on the Devils because they're not a big market, so they don't know a lot about the Devils. But they have they have 
They're number three for a reason on this list. But the Red Wings at number two are really poised to take a huge step forward while having a very deep pool. So I think it's very unique in that they're they're quite literally positioned to have the best of both worlds. Now, I don't think they're going to go out there and win the Stanley Cup. I don't even think they'll make the playoffs this year. I expect them to finish fifth. I'm, I'm hoping fourth or fifth in the division. Fifth more realistically than fourth. But... I mean, they're poised to take a huge step forward this year while having that deep, deep pool. And I I think that is super exciting to watch. That's a great point. That's a great point. I mean, when when looking at the entire top five, right? Buffalo, Detroit, New Jersey, Anaheim, Ottawa. Like, again, that's like us uh, having the second best farm with this team that that we are assuming will be right there around, uh, you know, like 18, 17 seed in the entire NHL. Like that's just super encouraging to already be taking that step while still having this great process. I mean, Ottawa's the other team, right? We just had a whole episode sure. about how those teams. So for those two, for the, that's another thing, the Atlantic division, man, we, we talk about that all the time, but you have a bu- yeah, bunch of powerhouses and then you have two teams with deep pools looking to take that step. But right. I mean, Red Wings are very unique in that situation for sure. Absolutely. Do you want I'll, to uh, do you want to go into like break down some of our prospect pool individually? Because there's some interesting conversations. Definitely, there, I, I definitely want to. Uh, if we have to, we can push the uniformed conversation to segment three. We got that's yeah, fine with yeah. me. Well, also uh, but, like we can split it in half if you know halfway through or whatever. Exactly. Like, we'll just, yeah, we're good. But I got to talk to you guys first about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. Oh, I'm so college football is back. Oh, I'm so excited. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Segment two of this Friday edition, September, well, second by the time you're listening to the September 2nd edition of Lockdown Red Wings. And uh, Scotty, he go Corey Pronman of the Athletic released these prospect pools. And you're saying he has another piece that kind of breaks down why the Red Wings are ranked as the second best prospect pool in the NHL. Yeah, he, he just goes through like the entire uh, top. I believe he went to top 20 for each organization. So he just goes through like the top 20 prospects in the organization and, and, uh, and well, he does 15 and then like five or six, you know, like not ranked kind of just outside. So I guess technically around 20, but ranks 15. Um, and, and it's just, there's some fascinating conversations within this too. Like obviously Maritz Sider's one and Lucas Raymond's two. That's not really a surprise to anyone, but uh, Marco Casper at four already, I think is a fantastic, uh, I, I guess sign, but, but, a a really, um, I don't know, just like a good, a good foundational spot for him to be at Edvinson's three. And then the big one for me is, uh, Philip Zadina is still a top five prospect in the Red Wings organization. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I, I do get it. We talk about it all the time. He's, He's polarizing two years old. He's only 22 years old and he has a lot more NHL experience than anyone else on there. And he has a lot of tools to work with. He just needs to put those pieces together. So I'm not really surprised at him being four. I mean, after that, I think, I think after four is really where it gets super interesting. Like what's, you know, where, let me put it this way. 
where is Sebastian Costa and Elmer Soderblom range? Because those are the two that I'm really interested in outside those top four. Right. So Zadina five. Soderblom's right behind him at six. There we go. The dog. And then Sebastian Costa comes in at nine. Interesting. It's not interesting. What is it? I oh, I see. I don't know. I don't know. I, I part of me wants to say it's disappointing. Part of me says that's okay. Sure. Because again, he's a project goalie. Most goalies are projects. So mm-hmm. him being top ten already, part of me is like, okay, that's good for him to be top ten, despite you know lackluster results at World Juniors. Um, you know, he he played very well at his own level in the WHL with the Edmonton Oil Kings, but that's the Edmonton Oil Kings. The OHL he needs to take that step forward. So I I'm definitely going to be looking for some step forward from him. So nine now isn't necessarily bad, especially when it comes to goalies, because they are hard to rank. So I guess overall, I'm okay with him being a top 10 prospect in the organization. Yeah, I, I think goalies are are super unique when you're talking about prospects in comparison to like every other sport. Like if you were to do a list like this in every other sport, like baseball is the obvious one because there's the minor league system and everything. And uh, it's, you know, there's a, a plethora of prospect rankings, but Goalie is so unique in the sense that I think, especially a 19-year-old goalie like Sebastian Kosa is, you kind of have to put him, like, if you were just talking, like we did with other players, if you're just talking like ceilings and floors, I think Kosa could be a super wide range. Like, I, I think... There's a legitimate chance that Kosa ends up being like one of the better goalies in this division when when he's like reaches his peak in the NHL, if not the entire conference. But in the same breath, I think the floor of him is like most goalies, which is like a fringe NHL talent because that's what a lot of goal. That's a risk you take. Goalies are weird; they're very difficult to predict, and so he has the 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 makeup and the toolkit and like the intangibles to be unbelievable and in that same breath just because goalies are so hard to develop and such um it, there, there's also a, a very real possibility that that he does not reach like solidified starter in the NHL level you you burned a pretty high pick on him he was the first goalie taken in the draft you'd hope that he would lean toward the higher end and and I think he ultimately will um but just I, I don't think at 19 years old with one season in the W, like I don't think it's really that ridiculous to put him, you know, like hinder expectations. Oh, we don't really know where he's going to land on this huge long scale of like he could land anywhere in between here. Uh, we don't really know where he, he's going to land yet. We haven't seen enough of him to really decide that. So we're going to put him as a top 10 prospect. And then as he gets two or three, more professional seasons under his belt, wherever they are, whatever league they are, wherever in the world he's playing. Um, then you start honing in on, okay, he's looked really good. We're going to bump him up to, you know, four or three on this list, or he hasn't really shown the signs we want. Maybe he falls like out of the top 15 entirely, but I think like four nineteen years old, this is a pretty solid spot to put him in. So to recap, one is cider two is Raymond Three is Edvinson, four Casper, five Zidina, six Soderblom. Yep. It's pretty good. I'm liking that a lot. That's a good crop of uh, young and prospects that are short Red Wings. The article breaks down like each facet of their game, like where he predicts them to end up, like skating, puck skills, hockey sense, compete level, 
Uh, and then he does like a whole couple of paragraph to, paragraphs of analysis on every single player too. So um, if you want the rest of the top 15 and the, the analysis on every player on this list, um, then subscribe to The Athletic and check it out. And support your local journalists. Uh, also, listen to The Athletic Pod because uh, they, Corey Pronman and Max Boltman, Detroit yes. Rings Athletic Beat Writer, break down their prospect rankings of each individual team, the overall rankings. Uh, they do several episodes on it. I listened to the one on the Red Wings. It was very nice, very well done. Uh, so if you want to hear it, hear Corey Promen and Max Boltman talk about it, go ahead and listen to their podcast. So I want to make sure we're supporting our, our, our friends and our local journalists. Yes. So um, now the Locked On hosts, every so often they send us a poll and they tell us to vote on a particular topic. This time was the best and the worst uniforms in the NHL, the top 10 best and top 10 worst uniforms in the NHL. And as we were getting ready to record this, we already knew the best, but as we were getting ready to record this, like literally five minutes beforehand, they dropped the worst top 10. So that one's going to be a pretty raw reaction. But Scotty, when talking about the best uniforms in the NHL, as voted on by the locked on NHL hosts, some of them, this is what we came to. And now, full disclosure, I can't, I don't necessarily agree with this ranking, but also I neglected to vote because I have, I was just busy and forgot to. So that is what it is. But the Flames at number one, Scotty, that is the biggest thing that stands out to you right off the bat. How do you feel about the Flames being number one? Uh, you know, I, I think the Flames have great jerseys. I, I really do. I'm, I'm a big fan. I think that they are a really solid combination of classy, but also with some flair, right? Like they're simple, but they're also flashy. You know, I, I really do. I, I like them. I like the Coyotes more and I like ours more biased prevalent. But I, I, I don't I'm not like all up in arms over the Flames being at the top. I think they have solid jerseys. Uh, you know, you're not going to get uh, the 32. Well, we have, you know, two host shows, whatever, 50 people to agree on on anything. So um, I'm OK. With, I'm not losing sleep over it. Um, there are some that that I, I do think are are kind of wild, though. Yeah, so I don't necessarily mind the Flames being in the top 10. Number one, definitely not. But I really do like those Calgary Flames jerseys ever since they went back to the White Sea. So yep, I'm in agreement okay. with you on that. Let's get this out of the way, though. Red Wings, number one, in our opinions. Yeah. I, and it's pretty, rec- it's pretty nationwide agreed, nationally agreed upon, that the Red Wings have one of the best uniforms in the NHL. It's an original six team. It's a classic. The logo is super unique in that it incorporates the winged wheel or the wing with the wheel motor city. And that, so that's just an incredibly unique logo on top of just a granted a very minimalist design, but it works so perfectly. Yeah. In our opinion, the Red Wings deserve to be number one. I'm not going to lose sleep over them being number three, but I definitely don't think the flames as great as I think they are deserve to be over top of the Red Wings, which I think are number one and the coyotes, which are number two, in my opinion. I really like the Kachina jerseys. Yeah, I, I like the I like the Coyotes at two. I just like the Red Wings ahead of the Coyotes. That's oh, all. absolutely. 
I, I no, like the wings is um, it is uh, everything you said is is spot on, and I think that uh, when you're talking about not only the best jerseys and logos in the NHL, but really in all of sports, I, I think that the Red Wings are toward the top of that list, and and I think. You know, like Calgary went back to the White Sea and like the flame and everything. The Coyotes have their like super cool um, like alternates that were alternates and now they're not. And they are, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're yeah. cool jerseys and such. Um, but when when changes like that happen, you're going to see spikes and like, oh, we really like them and whatnot. But consistently, you will never see the Red Wings fall out of where they are. And I think that that is the true testament of them honestly being number one is because all these other teams are make changes, has made changes to their jerseys. All these other teams have gone with the design, then reverted, you know, left it and then reverted back to it and gotten huge spikes in approval rating and whatnot. The wings have never changed bleep and it has remained at the top forever. And yeah, from it, the it will they continue to wings. stand the test of time where, maybe some other teams on here are, are kind of uh, uh, a heat of the moment type of thing. Well, and so th- just in case you're not watching, in case you're listening on Spotify or Apple, we'll, we'll break it down for you. It's Flames 1, Coyotes 2, Red Wings 3, Kraken 4, Sabres 5, Rangers 6, Wild 7, Sharks 8, Bruins 9, Penguins at 10. Now, I actually like every single one of these uniforms. There's not one uniform amongst these top 10 that I dislike, but it's not my personal top 10. And so Scotty, I have come prepared today with my personal top 10 uniforms. I cannot in the wait NHL. wrap all over this. I'm sure you can. <laughs> but before we get to that, I do have to tell you guys today about a message from NHTSA. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Final segment. Friday edition, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Scotty, my friend, I'm going to give you my top 10 list of uniforms in the NHL. Now, I gave you my one and two already last segment. I, I got excited. I couldn't I couldn't resist, you know, spoiling a little bit of it. Obviously, Red Wings are number one. Obviously. Coyotes, in my opinion, with the Kachina jerseys are number two. They went from one of the more boring uniforms in the league to one of the most exciting uniforms in the league. Just a very unique design that you don't see anywhere else in the NHL. I really like the Coyotes design it too. Now, number three is going to be a little bit controversial, I think, because it's a personal bias of mine because I love the color teal, but I really like the San Jose Sharks jerseys. I like I like their home jerseys. I like their away jerseys. Hell, I even like their black alternative jerseys. Yeah, really, but I, I don't mind that take at all. I really like the Sharks. It, they're a very simplistic uniform with very, very little secondary colors in them, depending on what uniform they're wearing. I just really like the color teal. That's why I'm excited why the Pistons are bringing back their teal jerseys. Hell so, yeah, baby. Bring back the teals. They did it. I have Sharks at number three. Number four, and I, I talked about a little bit on uh, Wednesday's episode, the Ottawa Senators. I Ever since they went back to the 2D logo, yeah, I think sex. their uniforms are sexy. Yeah. So good. 
And then my number five. And again, we're separating our we're separating teams we hate. Bet online. <laughs> you didn't wait till the end this time. <laughs> but my number five is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Do not hate me. Because I know there's a lot of hate for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But again, same thing. Once they went back to their 2D logo, it's been a lot better. Ever since they went back to that pure, like, not like the gold gold, but like the yellow and black, that uniform is really, really sharp. I love it a lot. Number six, we're going back to the original six. Boston Bruins followed up by the New York Rangers at number seven. I. When it I comes to original six, I, I mean, I, I have the Rangers would be in my top five. I yeah. love the Rangers. Jersey. Well, when it comes to original six uniforms, you really cannot go wrong. Yeah. Classics. And then, so at to round things out at eight, nine, and 10, at number eight, I do have the Chicago Blackhawks. Again, separating what the horribleness that organization has done from how nice that uniform looks. That is a very clean uniform. Not that I'm supporting the Blackhawks, but their uniforms are sharp. Absolutely. Then uh, Colorado Avalanche I have at nine. That is a uniform that I had ranked amongst the worst in the league like two years ago. But the moment they switched from black gloves, black helmet, black pants to that blue, for some reason it absolutely shifted how that uniform looked in my eyes. And now it's a top 10 favorite of mine. I think that is an incredibly sharp uniform. And then at number 10, rounding it out, Montreal Canadiens, no Toronto Maple Leafs. Screw them. Love it. You want to do the bottom 10 that just came out really quick? Yeah, I got to pull it up on Twitter. So the network did the it bottom literally... 10. Um, they, uh, I'll just run through it really quickly while Brian gets a visual for the YouTube people. It's uh, number 23, the New York Islanders. 24, the Dallas Stars. 25, the New Jersey Devils. 26, the Vegas Golden Knights. 27, Florida Panthers. 28, the Philadelphia Flyers. 29, the Chicago Blackhawks. 30, the Washington Capitals. 31, the Anaheim Ducks, and 32 is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, I have more opinions on this one than I do the top 10. Yeah, because the top 10 was a lot of uniforms that just look clean. Yeah. But the bottom 10, like, first off, I think the Devils uniform is a little underrated, and I think the Blackhawks uniform definitely is not 29th in the league. Yeah, which, yeah. Uniform. Sure. <laughs> Organization. Sure, sure, sure. Bottom. So, but my biggest uniform. thing... Well, I, I have a few big things actually. One, the Ducks should be thirty-two. I talk. I I Agreed. spew Anaheim Ducks like propaganda all the time. I think they're heading in a great direction. I I really do enjoy. Like I, I probably watched more Ducks games than anybody else in the NHL besides the Red Wings, obviously last season. Um, like I, I very much, that's a really fun, young up and coming team that I talk about a lot and get a lot of heat for liking a lot. Uh, that Jersey stinks and they should be last. The, uh, like the blue jackets, I don't think is a bad Jersey. It's just boring. The ducks jerseys blow. Um, the capitals being 30, 30 is kind of crazy to me again, not that they're great, but like third worst in the league, really. But the only really strong opinion I have, and I know a lot of people disagree with this, I love the Philadelphia Flyers jerseys. I love all of them. I love the orange. Uh, I love the the all whites with the orange. I love the all orange with the with the white shoulders. Um, I love the the all blacks with the orange. I think are one some of my favorite jerseys, honestly, in the entire NHL. I love pretty much every single Phil every single 
jersey the Philadelphia Flyers have. Um, and honestly, I, I think it's preposterous to have them in the bottom five in the NHL. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I they would just... they would legitimately be like at in the top half probably of my top ten. Like I love the Philadelphia Flyers jerseys, and I think it's ridiculous that they're in the bottom five. So. Man, Worse than okay. the Florida Panthers and the Golden Knights. Seriously, I disagree with you. I really don't like the Flyers uniforms. I don't like the color orange all that much. So that's part of it. Okay. Well, I love um, the color orange. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the I, when I see that color scheme, I'm just like, yeah, not not the a Dallas fan. Stars. You'd rather have the Dallas Stars. Now, now hold on, hold on. I do think that the Flyers are amongst the worst ten. Not saying this is the order I would put it in. I can't okay. come up with the 10 worst off the top of my head because we couldn't have prepared for this yeah, yeah, coming yeah. out right as we hit record. But 32 deserves to be the Ducks. I agree. That's the worst uniform in the league. The Duck foot is awful. Yeah. Um, 32, I would or 31 rather, I would put Nashville Predators, who aren't even on here. I hate, yeah. hate, hate the mustard yellow. yellow uniforms. Yeah, I hate's a strong word, but no, I hate them. They're, they're, they're gross. I, I don't like the mustard yellow. I don't know why anyone decided that should be a primary color. Um, above that, I would put the Dallas Stars because it's the same thing. The green is just so – it's like someone vomited on a jersey. I yeah. don't like – The puke green, man. Yeah. The puke green is is not – I don't like it. I liked it when they were the darker shade of green back in the early 2000s. I, I completely agree. Now, above that, Columbus, Washington, that's fine with me. I think red, white, and blue is overplayed in every single sports league. There's very few teams that you know are red, white, and blue and pull it off. In the NHL, it's Canadiens and the New York Rangers. Yep. But – Capitals and Blue Jackets. I just I'm over red, white, and blue color schemes. That's why the the Cannon jersey is so much better for the Blue so Jackets. What What are your thoughts on the Islanders then? I actually kind of like them. Okay, I do too. I, I don't simple, I don't have a problem but... at all with the Islanders jersey. Now, like bottom ten, like ten's a lot. Of, you know, that's that's like almost a third of the league. Like that's a lot of teams. Like that's you know being the tenth worst in the league in something doesn't mean it's horrible, but. Um, I don't know. Seeing them on this list kind of surprised me, even if it was 23. Yeah. So I just, man, I wish I'd remembered to vote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I got yeah. some opinions on this. What a, what a, you know, single hand. Oh, no, my vote is like, is worth way more, man. Like oh, I get, right, I get like sure, six yeah. electoral college votes in the, in the lockdown. Yeah, they do it by, like, the less hair you have, the more your vote counts. Exactly, which means your vote would have unfortunately not counted for much. <laughs> yeah, they're thick hair. Um, but don't worry, out Oh, man, if I was, if my vote counts and yours doesn't, Flyers definitely are down at the top, <laughs> bottom 10. Fair enough, fair enough. This is an interesting um, list. It's fun. It's, it's fun, always fun yeah. to go over stuff like that. I mean, to be honest, I don't necessarily have a pro- – like, the rankings are whatever the rankings are. Like, I – I don't necessarily mind the order in which these teams have their uniforms, but I do have an issue with some of these teams being in the bottom or the top 10. I don't think the devils is a bottom 10 worst uniform in the league. I don't even think the golden Knights are. I actually quite like the golden Knights uniforms. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind them. I don't know. I'm pretty mad on them. The, the one that I, I do very much agree with, and I think should be in the bottom five is the Florida Panthers. I don't, I think that Jersey is just like lame. Like it's yeah, just a Panther and a red stripe. Like, you know, what's funny. Lame. And boring I, and dumb. I, I strongly dislike their old uniform. I did. I agree um, with that. I think they should just start over and try something new because everything they've tried, I think, is boring and bad. And so originally, I really liked this uniform because it was different. It was something new. 
But as time's gone on, I'm in the same boat. I'm like, it's it's kind of bland. And now the old uniform, the 3D Panther, is kind of warming up to me. And I think that's just like the cycle of things. Like I used to not like the yeah, Kachina jerseys. That's just how fashion works. Yeah. What out goes out of style eventually comes back Piston into style. Steel. Piston steel. Although I'm pretty sure that wasn't popular when it initially launched either, though. I don't think this is the first time it ever was popular, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. I can't uh, wait, though. Oh, yeah, I'm so can't excited. Wait. Can't wait. So I don't know. It's again, it's very arbitrary on, yeah, uh, you know, people, personal yeah. opinions on where yeah. these things are ranked. But it's always fun to talk about. Yeah, very um, fun. Very while fun. talking about uniforms before we, we got to sign off here soon. But how do you feel about Buffalo Sabres bringing back the uh, the goat head in air quotes? Um, I mean, I, the design is crispy. Like, yeah. uh, I, I always, um, looking at, I don't have too many memories of that, like on the ice, but I, I do, um, I do like the, the, um, I don't know. I, I like the design and I, I like the color scheme I think is my favorite thing. Like the, the logo itself, like whatever, but I, I really enjoy that color scheme, at least how it used to be. So if it's something along those lines, again, I, I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to be a, a, a decent fan of it. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's another one of those things where I did not like it when I was a kid. And I actually, I really like the Buffalo Sabres jersey right now that they went to their royal blue color or that, yeah, royal blue color. Yeah. I think it looks way better than that darker shade of blue that they had. Uh, but I've really warmed up to the goat head black and red jersey. So I'm excited that that's their alternate because now they're going to have two uniforms that are vastly different in design, but both kind of bangers. So yep. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Absolutely. good for them. Uh, I think that's about does it for us though. You got any final thought, final thoughts? Um, I don't think so. I, yeah, I don't think so. Just can't wait for, uh, for hockey. I'm excited too, man. <sighs> I'm excited for college football too. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow as of listening to this. Well, not for the teams I care about. Fact, I mean, for a lot of teams, there's like ranked games tonight. But yes, no, the Michigan teams aren't back until until yeah. Friday, Saturday, yeah. Anyways, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, this game changer here. You haven't heard this one before. Go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling, of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, that'll do it for us for this week. We'll be back on Monday and uh, getting, getting, getting every, uh, every day getting a little bit closer to the start of the season. That's what I was trying every to say. Every day. Every uh, day. Same time. Same place. It's your team. You already said it. Every day. Every day. Yeah. You already said it once. You can't say it twice. Every day. I'll do what I want.